0: Today is, it's my anniversary. Hey, okay, 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 my bad, my bad, my bad. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I used to be a singer back in my old life, but that's that's neither here nor there. All I'm simply trying to say is, yes, today is my anniversary. Over six years ago, I decided to step out on faith and move to a place where God was showing me. Yeah, some of y'all were thinking it was my wife and I's an anniversary. No, she gets celebrated every day, so I don't really know if we actually have a actual anniversary. She would say we do, but that's neither here nor there. All I'm simply trying to say is, hey, I am celebrating my anniversary of stepping out on faith and allowing God to do whatever it is he's going to do because I needed change, right? Has anybody ever been there? Have you ever been in a point in your life where you just felt like you needed change? Well, hey, that's what we're talking about on today. And we're beginning a new series on prayer. Every single thing you do in life needs to begin with prayer. Prayer. Now listen, prayer doesn't have to be a two hour type of conversation with God. Nope, not at all. It can be two minute. It don't need to be a whole dissertation. It can literally be two words. Lord help. That's simple. And we're going to talk about all of that. Why? Because we have to understand that if we're going to do theology and therapy, it must be rooted with prayer. Must be rooted in prayer, excuse me. So therefore, let's jump on in. But before we do that, hey, follow your boy. Connect with me on social media. Let's vibe out. Let's connect. And also, all those who have text and called and email, listen, thank you for the love. Thank you for the shout outs. Let's keep this thing going because, listen, at the end of the day, we need theology and therapy in order to transform our lives So this is your boy rod sproul on the edify you podcast where we're merging theology and therapy in order to transform our lives so let's jump on in let's jump on in so over six years ago i stepped out on faith right i literally said all right god i need something different i need something new i need your help and if you are going to actually step out on faith and pursue something new and something different in your life, you need to accept that prayer has to be the first thing that you do. Has to be. Because you need God's stamp and or God's approval. So we're going to talk about five things you need to do in order to make sure your prayers are answered. Your prayers will get answered every single time time with these five steps so let's jump in number one number one if you are going to step out on faith into what god has called you to do and or to what god has called you to be the first thing you must do is you need to acknowledge i've already said it acknowledge that you need god you need to acknowledge that you can't do anything on your own you need help you need god listen Adam, before he was married, before he even had the whole garden that he was living in, he had God, right? So literally, I want you to realize and understand that you need God. You can't do anything separate from God. We all are dealing with issues. We all are dealing with some level of challenges. But listen, everything begins and ends, rather, as well with God. So I want to encourage you, if you're going to actually step out and move out on faith, it begins with God. Listen, when Jesus says, when you pray, he says, pray like this. He says, our father, literally he's saying, I can't say nothing else. I can't do nothing else. Let me just say, Hey God, it's, you are our father. He's he acknowledges God before he goes in, To everything else that he talks about, he's saying, our Father who are in heaven. In other words, he's saying, our Father, you are in heaven, and I want to acknowledge you. This is what he says. All right? So, the second thing is, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. If you're going to move out on faith, you have to acknowledge God, but you also have to admit some level of sin. Admit that you need To be forgiven. Like, you're not perfect. Let's just call it what it is. But God has allowed opportunities for us to be forgiven when we can at least admit that we've done some things wrong. Like, God ain't going to be mad because he already know, right? So, there's no need to be nervous. There's no need to be shy about it. Listen, if you messed up, you messed up. Simple as that. God is just saying, be honest about it. Don't ask me for anything if you can't admit anything, right? So admit that you have done something wrong. It might've been yesterday, right? It might've been five minutes ago. It might've been something last year, but if you can't admit it, God can't bless it, right? So therefore admit that you have done something wrong and you need to be forgiven for it, right? God wants to forgive you, but you have to give it to him so that he can actually forgive you for what you've done. It doesn't matter what it is, right? It doesn't matter what it is. He just wants you to admit. That way you're not getting blessed and thinking that you can be spoiled and Christian. No, you can't do it. You have to literally ask God For forgiveness and or admit it as well. All right. So we've talked about if we're going to move out on faith, we're going to actually have something new in our life. We have to pray by first acknowledging God. Secondly, we have to uh, make sure that we are admitting some level of guilt and or sin in our lives. Whenever it took place, bring it all to him. Okay. But then thirdly, we want to make sure that we are simply realizing that we are his. Like everything in our life is given to us because of our connection and relationship to him. We have to realize that we are his, we are his. Like God literally says, "You all are my children. You're not the world's. You're not just your parents' children. You're not just your boys' boy, your girls' girls. You're not just your cousins' cousin. Like you're not just whose you are. You are God's. <laughs> you are God's child. So I want you to make sure you understand that you are God's. So in that." What you're praying for must be in his will. Now, what do I mean when I say in his will? In other words, it has to be something already in his plans for you. So if you're going to ask for something in your life to take place, not only are you acknowledging that you need him, not only are you admitting that you have done wrong and you're not even good enough to receive a blessing, but you must realize that you are his and what you're asking for must be in his will. It must already be in his plans, right now. You may be asking, how do I know if what I'm asking for is in his will? Simply put, when you are praying and spending time with God, And you are reading scriptures and you're connected with people of a like mind. God reveals to you what he wants for wants for you and wants from you. So what you're praying for in his will becomes your will because he reveals his will to you. Right. Most of us understand When God blesses us, it's not us blessing us. It's the blesser who is God, right? So God gives us the ability to live out what we are called to do and have what we are desiring to have and go where we are desiring to go because it was already in his plans. Like you are already going to get the job. You just had to ask for it. But you had to ask for it based on what he had already revealed to you by applying to that job. It was God's idea for you to apply for the job. That's why you got the job. Right. Right. Uh, The relationship that you have. Guess what? God already knew you were going to marry that person. Why? Because he revealed that to you at some point. Right. God already knew. Watch this. That you were actually going to start the business. Start school. He already knew that he was just waiting for you to acknowledge him. Admit that you weren't worthy to receive it because you see it. And then where we are now. You're his, so he's waiting for you to actually ask for something in in his wheel. And when you do that, that's when fourthly, you can do this, this is big, this is big. You can simply praise God for it. Listen, seriously, that's where I'm at, that's where I'm at. I am praising God for the fact that I asked for something in his will. I was asking something because I acknowledge him and I was asking God because I realized that I have done some things that I probably am not too excited about, but I needed to admit it to him because I was able to do all of that. God could get me to the point where he could give me what was in his will and I can praise God for it. Right. Don't ask God for a blessing and neglect a praise coming back to him like that's that ain't right. Right. Ask for your blessing and then wait for it to come. And then once you get it, turn back to give God praise. Like, are you the one who actually is going to turn back and give God praise or are you going to accept your blessing and keep going like God owes me. No, God doesn't owe us nothing. We owe Him. And the least we can do is to say thank you and praise God. Right? So I want to encourage you with all of that. We need to acknowledge God, we need to admit our sin and Guilt, we need to also make sure we are in his will. We are his. We're asking for what he has already ordained for us to have. That makes him look good. Not just makes us look good, but makes him look good. Let me say this about this point real fast. We are a part of the family line. Therefore, we have an image to uphold that makes God look good, right? Anytime you are connected to a family, a family has a name. Our job is to make God's name known and make it look good. This is why he reveals to us, hey, this is what I want you to do. Have you thought about this? When we do all of that, we're asking for that and bam, God blesses us. But then fourthly, we got to praise God when he gives us what it is that we ask for. Right. So when we do all of that, then we can bring in our fifth way to get every single prayer answered. Every single prayer answered. No matter what you ask God for, by doing all five of these, you will get your prayers answered. And let me tell you what this fifth one is. Watch this, watch this. Realize that your prayers that are answered are not just. For you, but they're also about and for others. Woo, that's pretty good, right? Like, we can't be so selfish in our prayers and selfish about our blessings that we neglect that there are other people who need to benefit from what God is blessing us with, right? So, remember, we have to pray But also remember that praying is not just about blessing us. It's about blessing others. Whatever you have, whatever God gives you, it doesn't just start and end with you. It ends with someone else being blessed and then someone else being blessed and someone else being blessed and moves on and moves on and moves on. It may start with you perhaps, but then it has always always since the beginning of time it has produced into being a blessing for someone else whatever god is giving you it is for you but it's also for you to multiply this is why he says in genesis chapter 1 verse 28 he says be fruitful and then what multiply literally be fruitful and multiply when you are multiplying You are allowing the blessing that God has given you to be able to bless other people. Listen, by doing all five of these, all of your prayers will be answered. Yep. All four, all five, excuse me, will be done and all prayers will be answered. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this. Not saying that all the prayers will be answered according to what you are wanting to happen, when you want it to happen, but they will be answered because God answers three ways. He says, yes, by giving you the blessing. No, by not giving you the blessing or three, not saying nothing or waiting or or having you wait for the blessing because the blessing has to happen at a particular time. As you read throughout the Bible, uh, most specifically in the New Testament, uh, when Jesus was talking to the people, the Bible says at it, at its appointed time, right? There's a reason between Malachi and Matthew, there's 400 years where God didn't say nothing. Did you feel that quietness? Yeah, like seriously, it was God not saying nothing, right? God was not saying anything between Malachi and Matthew. In other words, there was nothing to write down. There was nothing to think about. There was nothing to actually hear God about because he wasn't talking. It was a period of waiting. But it wasn't mean. It did not mean that God was not going to speak or did not mean that God wasn't going to bless or he wasn't going to bring the blessing. It just had timing involved. So if you're asking God for something, guess what? He's going to answer. But if you're asking in his will, according to what he has already revealed to you, you've done your part. You've asked. Now it's time for time to do its part, which is what I want you to really get and understand. This is the Edify You podcast where we're merging theology and therapy in order to transform our lives. i see y'all next time. Peace.